0: BestBookBits.com presents The Coaching Habit. Say less, ask more, and change the way you lead forever by Michael bungay Stainer. In The Coaching Habit, coaching becomes a regular, informal part of your day so managers and their teams can work less hard and have more impact. Drawing on years of experience, training more than 10,000 busy managers from around the globe in practical, everyday coaching skills, Bungay Stainer reveals how to unlock your people's potential. He unpacks seven essential coaching questions to demonstrate how by saying less and asking more. You can develop your coaching methods that produce great results. A fresh, innovative take on the traditional how-to manual, the book combines insider information with research based in neuroscience and behavioral economics, together with interactive training tools to turn practical advice into practical habits. Woody and conventional, the coaching habit takes your work and your workplace from good to great. The written and audio summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of the coaching habit. You need a coaching habit. Coaching is a leadership style that has positive impact on performance, culture and the bottom line, but is the least used. Coaching lets you break out of the three vicious cycles, creating overdependence, getting overwhelmed, and becoming disconnected. By creating overdependence, you disempower others, create frustration for yourself, and make yourself a bottleneck. Proliferating priorities makes you lose focus. The more you lose focus, the more overwhelmed you feel, and vice versa. Find work that has impact and meaning. Work without real purpose makes us less engaged and motivated. And then we don't find and create great work. How to build a habit. The change of behavior required is this. A little more asking questions and a little less telling people what to do. To build an effective habit, you need a reason, a trigger, a micro habit, effective practice and a plan. Make a vow that's connected to serving others. This connects your payoff to the big picture. Identify the trigger of the behavior you want to replace. Without this, you cannot replace the action that follows it. Make your new habit short and specific or possible in less than 60 seconds. This can be the first step to a bigger habit. Practice deeply by practicing smaller parts on the bigger action, repeating the action and noticing success and celebrating it. Make your habit a resilient system, where when something breaks down, the next step to recover is obvious. The new habit formula requires identifying the trigger, identifying the old habit and defining the new behavior. There are just five types of triggers, location, time, emotional state, other people and the immediately preceding action. When adopting coaching, pick someone who might be up for it and will cut you slack. And don't incorporate all ideas at once. Number one, the kickstart question. Small talk might be a useful way to warm up conversation, but it's rarely a bridge that leads to a conversation that matters. Don't begin your coaching conversation with an agenda that was perfect for a week ago, but now puts process in front of what really matters. Don't avoid a conversation because that feels comfortable, assuming that there's no conversation or question about what the issue is. The question, what's on your mind, quickly turned into a real conversation about the thing that matters most. Coaching for performance focuses on specific problems. Coaching for development focuses on the person dealing with those problems. The 3P model focuses on a project, a person, or a pattern of behavior that is at the heart of a difficulty that the person is working through. Projects is where coaching for performance tends to occur. Start here and see whether the conversation would benefit from including another P. When you're talking about people, you're not talking about them, but your relationship and your role in that relationship. Looking at patterns of behavior that you're likely to change is most likely when coaching for development conversations will emerge. We are what we give our attention to. We are what we give our attention to. The Kickstarter question helps make explicit influence really influencing the way you work. Number two, the or question. The question, and what else? has impact because more options can lead to better decisions. You ask more questions and you buy yourself time. The first answer is never the only answer, and really the best answer. Better options lead to better decisions, which lead to better outcomes. Giving wrong advice often feels more comfortable than asking a question, as both we and organizations value clarity and certainty. And when you're not entirely sure what's going on, and you need a moment to figure things out, the all question buys you extra time. Use the principles of practicing deeply to ask, and what else, with genuine interest and curiosity. When someone responds, there is nothing else, view that as a sign of success. Move on to another question. When it is time to move on, the variation, is there anything else, invites closure while producing the same results. Don't fall victim to the paradox of choice. When the all question generates three to five answers, you've made great progress. Studies show that the follow-up questions that promote high-level thinking, like the "your" question, deepen understanding and promote participation. Number three, the focus question. If you jump in and tackle a presented problem, typically you'll be working on the wrong problem, doing work your team do, or the work doesn't get done. The challenge most people present is not the real challenge. It is a symptom, secondary issue, or ghost of a previous problem. Doing the work of others may feel convenient at times, but it will eventually feel overwhelming and you become the bottleneck. What's the real challenge here for you? Slows down the rush to action, so you solve the real problem and not the first problem. The question invites analysing multiple challenges and makes it personal instead of appealing to high-level or abstract challenges. If asking what's on your mind reveals many problems don't focus on or offer advice, Instead, follow up with the focus question. You can only coach the person in front of you. Don't tolerate gossip about someone else. Ask the challenge question to focus on the relationship. If listening to a higher level conversation about us and we, instead of me and I, the focus question can bring focus to the person at hand. Adding for you at the end of many questions as possible can make conversations more development than performance orientated. Remember that there is a place for your advice. However, one of your roles as a manager or leader is to have answers. Research shows that adding for you to a question helps people figure out the answer faster and more accurately. Number four, the foundation question. There are many reasons why the question, what do you want, may not be asked or answered clearly, but the illusion of communication has taken place. The illusion that each party knows what the other one wants Sets the stage for plenty of frustrating exchanges. Wants a surface request or tactical outcomes. Needs are affection, freedom, participation, creation, identity, protection, recreation, understanding, and substance. Understand and express what you want. When we each understand what the other wants, we're in the middle of an interesting and worthwhile conversation. If you're not sure about a situation, You read it as unsafe and you begin to back away, unable to engage your conscious brain. So that others engage rather than retreat from you, focus on T-E-R-A, so that you think about how to influence the environment that drives engagement. T is for tribe, where the brain evaluates whether someone else is on your side or is your opposition. E is for expectation, where the brain evaluates whether what's going to happen next is clear or ambiguous. R is for rank, where the brain evaluates whether someone else is more or less important than you and its effect on your status. A is for autonomy, where the brain evaluates whether you have a choice or not. Your goal is to rev the overall Tira quotient, and by asking questions, you can do just that. The miracle question, if a miracle happens, how do you know things are better? Focuses on the end in mind, like the foundation question. And number five, the lazy question, offering help is not always helpful. You raise your status and lower the other person's, whether you mean it or not. The drama triangle says that we bounce around between three archetypal roles. Victim, persecutor, and rescuer. As a victim, you attract rescuers and have no responsibility to fix anything, but you're powerless. You're a whiner. As a persecutor, you have a sense of power and control, but you end up being responsible for everything and you create victims. You're a bully. As a rescuer, you feel indispensable and morally superior but people reject your help and create victims you're a meddler rescuers create victims even though we want to believe that it's the other way around the question how can i help forces a colleague to make a direct and clear request and stops you from thinking that you know how best to help the worst thing you can do is something that is not so right that it's actually useful but not so wrong that someone tells you to stop if you ask what do you want from me Preface it it with out of curiosity or just so I know to soften the tone. Don't be afraid of the question. You can answer yes, no, provide a counter offer or think about it to buy yourself time. Asking the lazy question not only makes you more effective but gains you respect as well. And number six, the strategic question. Being busy is not a measure of success and the maximum work smarter not harder sounds good but is impossible to act upon. The qualifier strategic is overused. Michael Porter defines strategy as the essence of strategy is choosing what not to do. A yes is nothing without the no that gives its boundaries and form. The no of a mission applies to the options that are automatically eliminated by you saying yes. The no of commission puts a spotlight on how to create the space and focus, energy and resources needed to create a yes. Follow the 3P model of projects people, and patterns to ensure that you cover all bases for the no of commission. It's easier to say no to those who are closest to us and to those who are distant from us. In between, it's much harder. Say no by saying yes more slowly. Stay curious before committing by questions around urgency and resourcing. In response, the person will either order you to work, have good answers, go find the answers, or find someone else to do the work. It's awkward saying no to something because you'll actually say no to someone. Ask what is our winning aspiration? Where will we play? How will we win? What capabilities must be in place and what management systems are required? The question behind these questions is the strategic question. What will you say no to if you say yes to this? The strategy question helps fight the planning fallacy where we fail at estimating how much time we take to complete something. Prospect Theory says we overvalue things that we have because we don't like loss. The strategy question focuses on what we're holding on to. And number seven, the learning question. People don't learn when you tell them something or even when they do something, but instead when they recall and reflect on what happened. The question, what was most useful to you, creates space for people to have learning moments. Retention increases when we take the time and effort to find an answer or we create and share our own connections to new ideas. Interrupt the process of forgetting by asking a question. Find a way to ask the question in places other than the end of a conversation. The learning question frames, what just happened as something that was useful and creates a moment in which to figure out what it was. It has the person focus on one or two key takeaways from the conversation. Suffixing the question with for you makes it personal people are telling themselves what was useful which sounds like better advice the question to the answer not only provides guidance on what to do next time but reassures you that you're being useful finally the question prompts insight instead of eliciting judgment and it reminds people how useful you are to them tell others what you found to be most useful this equal exchange of information strengthens the social contract the peak-end rule says that how we evaluate our, an experience is disproportionately influenced by its peak and its ending moments. And that's a wrap on the book summary of The Coaching Habit. Check out a YouTube channel with over 450 video book summaries uploaded previously. Comment on what you think. If you like the video, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and check out our website, bestbookbits.com, where you'll find over 450 book summaries in PDF format to read offline in video categories such as biographies, business and marketing, habits, health, leadership, money, personal development, philosophy, psychology, real estate, relationships, sales, spirituality, success, and time management. If you're into the audio podcast, check out mixcloud.com forward slash best bits with over 450 audio book summaries to listen to at your pleasure. And last, check out our Instagram page, best book bits for daily motivational quotes and book summaries. Thanks for watching and listening. Have yourself an amazing day. Take care. Bye-bye.